Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. I generally think rules are good. They help things run smoothly and mostly keep us all on the same page. But sometimes, you know, I just have to break out and push the envelope because, well, why not? After all, conformity isn't all it's cracked up to be, and that's a lesson worth taking seriously. In the school of life, I failed conformity. It's not like I didn't have a lot of instruction. I did, although to be truthful, it felt like those instructions were more of an after-the-fact statement of what was wrong rather than a how-to. I had lots of good ideas, but mostly my good ideas didn't fit anybody else's. For example, at a very young age, say four or so, I noticed my mother seemed to spend a lot of time cleaning the house. She had lots of products she used on her special furniture, which she kept under the kitchen sink. One day, when she was in town doing something she said was important, and that's why she couldn't take me along, I decided to surprise her by doing some cleaning for her so she wouldn't have to do it when she came home. Looking under the sink, I found lots of different sizes and shapes of supplies, but the one that caught my eye was the round container of Bon Ami. I'd seen her use that a lot in the kitchen and bathroom, so I figured it might be one of her favorites. I took it to the living room and generously sprinkled it over all the furniture. I stepped back, expecting it to disappear and for everything to be sparkling clean, but that didn't happen. In fact, nothing happened. I wasn't really sure what to do about that, so I didn't do anything. I went to the backyard to play, pretty much pleased with myself, actually. When my mother came in the front door and screamed my name, I figured she was excited I'd helped her out. That was not at all the case, and I can tell you I spent a long time in my room that afternoon. I never did figure out why she got so mad, but she she never mentioned it again, so I just had to live with it. And then there was that time in second grade when I told the teacher it was my birthday so I could sit in the golden chair. The golden chair was actually a former desk, with the desk part removed. It was painted kind of a golden color, hence the name. If it was your birthday, you got to sit in the front of the room in that chair all day and go first in the lunch line. Now, my birthday was in July, but I didn't think it was fair that I missed out on this event just because of that. So I picked a day and announced it as my birthday. I also invited my Aunt Kitty, who was 70 years old, to go to lunch with me, and she arrived in her hat, heels, gloves, and patent leather pocketbook exactly on time. She and I entered the lunchroom together, the rest of the class coming in behind us. I enjoyed myself immensely. When I got home, my mother asked if I had anything to tell her. My antenna went straight up, so I said, "Mm, no. 
She told me the teacher had called to tell her about the golden chair and that the teacher knew it was not my birthday. My mother said I had to apologize to the class. I couldn't see why and tried to explain my rationale, but my argument fell on deaf ears. The next day, I stood in front of the class and apologized, using the words my mother had told me to say. Then, I added, but if I had to do it all over again, I'd do the same thing, and sat down. My mother always told me to be truthful, and this seemed like a good time to be that way. I got a lot of good instruction growing up, but a lot of it just didn't sit right with me. For one thing, if I followed all the rules, I noticed I didn't have much fun. Living by the rules wasn't terrible. It just didn't have much punch to it. So I decided to see where I could start skating just a little bit outside the rules without actually getting into trouble. Like sneaking out at night in high school. I waited until my parents went out of town and my grandmother was spending the night at our house. I also took my sister along as insurance, and my boyfriend set her up with a date. She was thrilled to be included, even though my main purpose was having her tag along so she wouldn't tell our parents. However, she was 13, which I later learned made this a very bad decision. We had no problem getting out of the house and down the hill to where my boyfriend waited in his car, but once that happened, we had nowhere to go. It was a small town and everything was closed by 11, so we just sat in the car for a few hours. My boyfriend and I kissed some, but to tell the truth, I was embarrassed to be doing that with my sister in the back seat with a boy she didn't even know. About two, we said goodbye and tried to climb back up the hill to our house. Unfortunately, it had been raining pretty steadily since we left, so the hill was muddy and slippery. Just as we came sneaking in the back door, covered with mud and wringing wet, my grandmother flicked on the kitchen light. She asked what we thought we were doing outside, and I said, uh, we went out to get the paper. That didn't fly at all, I guess because it was so early in the morning. She went back to bed without a word, and we both knew we'd catch the devil when my parents came home. And we did. My life of nonconformity was off to a rough start, but amazingly, that never deterred me. I kept thinking every time would be different. I wouldn't get caught going somewhere I shouldn't, or I would slip by unnoticed as I snuck some whiskey out of the bar at home. My mother wouldn't notice an entire sleeve of cookies missing from the new package or wonder where all the marshmallows had gone. You'd think I'd finally decide that all this nonconformity was just too much trouble. But I have never had that thought one day in my life, and I'll tell you why. There's a part of me that just wants to see what life is like on the other side of all those rules. I just figured it'd be so much more thrilling. I learned early on that if my mother said I shouldn't do something, it turned out to be really fun. I could push the envelope in some areas, like telling the teensiest white lie, but I couldn't take any really big steps like having sex because I just felt too guilty. Having these feelings of guilt drove me to try more and more little things just to see if I could get away with them. Many times I was caught out, as we say in the South, but any small victory greased the wheels for my next misadventure. 
I will admit I have caused myself a fair share of grief trying to break the rules, but I actually think the excitement of knowing I'm doing it on purpose is worth it. With the exception of the time I tried to insinuate myself into a group of Hell's Angels, and they asked me to leave, I haven't suffered that much. And that Hell's Angels incident was just bruised ego in a month of wondering why they didn't want me around. I've come to the conclusion this is a part of who I am, and there's just no getting around that. Not that I want to, anyway. In my mind, I'm a rebel of the first order, bucking the system whenever the mood strikes me. I like to say I've lived on both sides of the fence, but I'm not even sure what that means exactly. So I may have to rethink that. What I do know is that I've grown up to like this part of myself, and I'm glad it hadn't mellowed that much with age. You might hear me say no when you have an idea for me or something is suggested as a course of action. Pay no attention. I'm just saying that for the sheer joy of saying it. At this point, it's probably more of a knee-jerk reaction. It doesn't mean a thing. But that doesn't prevent me from enjoying my moment of nonconformity and stroking that rebel inside me. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.